Hello and welcome to the January 14th, 2019 edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. My name is Mr. Joe. This is my neighborhood. This is my life. But this is our podcast journey. Welcome to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Monday edition of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. Of course, I am Mr. Joe, and it's always awesome to have everybody here with me. And, of course, it's amazing to be out there with you as well. Well, now, that was a different introduction for those of you who have claimed that Mr. Joe has obsessive-compulsive disorder and feels the need to say the exact same things upon his introduction each and every day. Look at how I changed that one up. Could you imagine? Um, yeah, well, here we are, guys, Monday. Monday after a weekend from, of course, most of us being out of work and hopefully getting a weekend to relax, which for me, I have to say, in looking back over this past weekend... Uh, nothing really went down at all. I don't have a whole lot to report on from a personal level. I will say this, that my implant actually feels the best that it's felt since I've had this issue. It's, and I know I've said this a million times already, it's almost there. It seems like it's getting to be better. As a matter of fact, it's quite possible that I may, unfortunately, have to live with this pain. Uh, The only way that I can imagine that it would go away is if I would have my dentist uh, chop away a piece of that fake gum line. So next time I'm in there, I'll discuss that with them. Hopefully by then I'll be um, at least closer to 100%. I'd say I'm at about 95%. It's a shame because I've had so much hope over the last couple of months that um, I I can recall myself saying I'm 95% better, 98% better. Uh, But here we are, 95. We'll we'll stick with that number. Mr. Joe is doing relatively good. Um, In a very, very good mood, it was not as difficult as I imagined getting up today. I really thought it was going to be very hard to uh, awaken myself but I made it. I made it to work. I'm in a pretty decent mood. I would not say that I'm up or down. I'm just kind of right in the middle there. But one thing I will say without a shadow of a doubt is when it comes to sleeping, Mr. Joe doesn't do very well without marijuana. Now, I have to make sure that I let my audience know once again that Eliminate marijuana from the picture for a second. Mr. Joe has never had a problem going to sleep. Mr. Joe has never had a problem waking up, that's for sure. Um, Unfortunately, and I've said it many, many times, it's been way over a decade, probably closer to 16 years, that Mr. Joe has actually slept late or slept in or, um, you know, I think the latest that I've ever slept and it would have to be real serious um, reasons behind it. Uh, maybe if I went to bed at 2, 3, 3 a.m., I think the latest I've ever slept over the last 16 years would be about 7.30, 8 o'clock. So for the most part, I'm up at 5. But taking away the concept of marijuana as a sleep aid, Mr. Joe 
cannot stress enough that I get to sleep with absolutely no problem at night. It's been that way for quite some time. And yes, I do remember what it was like to sit in bed and race and race and look up at the ceiling where my mind just simply won't shut off. I get that. I've been there. I've done that. So I have to consider myself extremely lucky that that is no longer an issue. If anything was to happen in terms of mind racing, if anything at all, it would happen closer to the morning hours uh, towards the time that I awaken. And that's relatively common with many of us, whether we have bipolar disorder or whether we don't, especially when we're anticipating our day ahead of us. I know for Mr. Joe, what would happen is my mind would always race in terms of the tasks that I had to do uh, for that particular day, namely through work. Now, with that being said, uh, my sleep and and probably one of the reasons why uh, I've been so upset with my pattern of sleep over the last few months is because it hasn't changed in the last 15 years. And what that means is I go to bed, and as many of you know, I'm up at 1 a.m., 3 a.m., 4 a.m., 5 a.m. I mean, there was a time where I couldn't even count the number of times. And what medical marijuana was doing for Mr. Joe was that it was essentially allowing me to sleep well. And if anything at all, I'd get up one time during the middle of the night, maybe about 3 o'clock to urinate and go back to bed. As a matter of fact, there were a couple of nights in which I used marijuana as a sleeping aid that I made it all the way until about 4, 4.30. I mean, so what more can a person ask for when it comes to medical marijuana use? Now, here's the problem. As I've said to many of you who have been listening over the last couple of episodes, I don't really know about the effects of the marijuana in terms of an overall mood swing, in terms of voices that I've been hearing. I will say this, since I've put down the marijuana, the voices have subsided. So it's a pretty good indication that marijuana for Mr. Joe causes some other issues that some of you may not be accustomed to. And it... it, it It prompted me to do something that I don't do a whole lot of in terms of research studies. Mr. Joe is not, and we've been down this road before, I begged everybody to stop Googling information. Mr. Joe is known for that. We're all known for that. Finding out information through Googling and hearing things that either we just don't want to read or seeing things we don't want to read and getting our minds all filled up with a bunch of negative stuff. Now, Like I said, I don't really look into case studies all that often, but based on the personal pros and cons of the marijuana usage for Mr. Joe over the past couple of weeks, I had to kind of get out there and do some research of, of my own and find out exactly what is going on with marijuana. What is it? Is it is it a positive Um, intervention when it comes to bipolar disorder? Is it something that's going to hurt me more than help me? And the unfortunate short answer is nobody really knows. Nobody really knows. I said in the last podcast, I had several doctors, specifically my Suboxone doctor, 
who is actually a very big fan of marijuana, specifically for the sleeping purposes. Now, does that mean it's right or wrong? I, I don't know. But I'll tell you this, from a positive perspective, dating back till about three years ago, in the year 2016, there was a study done that came to the conclusion that people with bipolar disorder, when they use marijuana, they didn't really experience any significant mental impairments when using that marijuana as compared to people who don't use it. So what does that mean? Well, it means the, the so-called marijuana pothead user who is trying to treat their bipolar disorder, the ones who we call burnt and say, oh God, and, and believe me, I felt burnt before in my life. Burnt being that, you know, you wake up and you kind of can't remember anything. Uh, and I don't mean a blackout, I mean just, you know, so burnt from smoking so much marijuana that your mind is just in a complete fog. Well, when people are using medical marijuana as a means for bipolar disorder treatment and they're not abusing the drug, well, according to this study, compared to people who don't use it, there is absolutely no significant mental impairment. And critics essentially say that it does not affect the thinking and the memory, which is a big deal. And there has been a lot of misconceptions out there that will, um, really, they will insist that using marijuana, use, using marijuana will absolutely affect the thinking and the memory. Uh, I will tell you this, with or without marijuana, based on the fact that I have bipolar disorder, man, I don't have a whole great memory, that's for sure. Uh, so for me, it's almost as if because I'm getting better sleep, when I wake up the next day, um, you know, it almost feels as if my thinking and my memory is better. It really does, because I'm getting a proper sleep. I never knew how much sleep, at least consistently through the night, would help you overall during the next day. Nevertheless, with that being said, bipolar disorder definitely comes with its own share of memory loss. I'll say this, there have been a few episodes in which I went back and listened to some of the things that I had discussed in a few of the podcasts. And I have to tell you guys, I mean, I don't know what kind of a mood I might have been in during these specific podcasts, but I was driving, listening to one of them, and I don't remember which one. Probably would be very helpful if I did, because then we could analyze which podcast it was, but I actually don't remember half of what I spoke about in that particular podcast. Does that mean during the podcast I was manic? Odds are I did. Odds are I was. Now, another thing that this 2016 report indicated or this uh, case study indicated was that patients with bipolar disorder reported to have much better moods than those patients with bipolar disorder who do not use marijuana. So the ones that smoked marijuana or um, would use medicinal marijuana in the forms of edibles or anything along those lines, well, the study reported that patients that use marijuana ultimately are are in better moods and I could I could agree with that there's no doubt about it I went back even further 
2015, I could not find a whole bunch of studies that have come out as of late. I will say that. But in looking in the 2015 study, people with marijuana um, usage ultimately enhanced their mood. And that marijuana usage prompted a more positive outlook on life. And whether you want to call it just that hippie mentality, I don't know what you want to call it, but um, there is no doubt that the report indicates that those who are smoking, utilizing, eating, whatever you want to call it, marijuana, with bipolar disorder, well, they have an enhanced mood, and again, it promoted a more positive outlook. And the research also found that people, um, unfortunately, were more likely to use marijuana when they're already having a good day and not necessarily when their bipolar symptoms were severe. So it almost it almost rings true in terms of that drug addict mentality that yes, it works to some extent in terms of our mood, at least the studies show, and at least from a personal experience I could say so, but what about the days where my mood is fine? Am I still going to smoke marijuana? Well, that's something that really needs to be figured out because then I would consider the marijuana usage a reason or a means as to getting high. And that's not what the marijuana usage is. And just for the record, everybody, I have not used since a week ago. And I will say that, again, my sleep has been incredibly poor in terms of waking up during the night, but the voices have subsided, which brings me to the negative studies that I was able to find. Once again, going back to 2015, um, I believe this review was published in early 2015. Uh, It's the, the review of the study indicated that the use of marijuana in some cases can make manic symptoms even worse. It can trigger manic episodes. And in some cases, it even worsened the manic or depressive symptoms that were currently being experienced by the bipolar patient. I would have to think that a person who is overdoing it with marijuana can certainly trigger not only a manic episode as is indicated by this study, but I would think a depressive one as well. And then there was another 2015 study that I found to be extremely interesting in which it indicated that those who smoke marijuana with bipolar disorder have a much higher rate of suicide. That's a scary thing. That's not a great negative to throw in there, that's for sure. Um, Now, the other interesting thing that I found out was that research looked into the genetic makeup of those that smoke marijuana with bipolar disorder, and I believe it was called the National Institute of Drug Abuse. I don't know how credible their information is, but I do remember seeing the National Institute on Drug Abuse saying that certain people, forget about bipolar disorder, certain people in general will carry this certain type of gene 
that is more likely to produce psychosis in a person. And people with this unusual variation of a gene called AKT1 are more likely to have psychosis. And when you smoke marijuana, your chances of psychosis are even higher. So I have to wonder, I have to, I have to say to myself, I wonder if I have that AKT1 gene or am I just making damn excuses up, guys? I mean, let's think about it. Obviously, there isn't enough research to support the use of medicinal marijuana. Uh, there's no way in the world that it's ever going to be as good as prescribed medication and therapy in terms of treating our marijuana. Uh, oh God, look how marijuana is on my mind. In, ter- in terms of treating our bipolar disorder, um, I've said that from day one, that we need to be on the correct medicine and, and get the proper therapy and all those things. Uh, so there's just simply not enough research. With that being said, let's let's be real here, everybody. Mr. Joe managed his mood with marijuana for forever, it almost seems. And ultimately, nothing real good came out of it until I actually stopped it and concentrated on taking care of myself through the medicines that were prescribed to me by my doctor, completely eliminated marijuana for an entire year. Here's what concerns me, is I could sit here and I could say that I did that on purpose. I wanted to get myself stable. I wanted to get myself functioning from a bipolar disorder mood swing perspective before I engaged in the usage of marijuana again. But let's be real, guys. How many of us as drug addicts have gone a year, have gone two years, maybe even like Mr. Joe, and gone nearly a decade without utilizing cocaine or um, opiates, whatever it may be, but then all of a sudden, one day, doesn't matter how long you've been, quote-unquote, clean or sober, all it takes is one instance one thought process, one slightly manic thought, because I do believe in my heart that the mania and the drugs are, for the most part, related. Most of us will not reach for those drugs without bipolar disorder. So I have to say to myself, has this long year of being off Is my marijuana usage or desire to use marijuana, was it really prompted by the lack of sleep? Or was it prompted because my brain kind of just went off after a year of not using, saying, oh, it's time to get it back in your life. Things are getting boring because you've been on a high for the last year. And I I don't mean a manic high. I mean a high in the sense where my mood has been stable And I haven't been banging my head and beating myself up and, for the most part, um, not crying for an extended period of time. Yes, I have my little moments of sadness, but you won't find Mr. Joe in a room for hours upon hours crying. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that Mr. Joe really reaching out for medicinal marijuana for sleep purposes, or is it Mr. Joe just, his brain just saying, you know what? You're a drug addict. 
So get marijuana back into your life. I mean, let's think about it. For the last year, my sleep has not been well. I have not been sleeping well. So what all of a sudden made Mr. Joe think to use marijuana? I really don't know the answer to that. I will say this, that I've gotten some feedback from quite a few people via my email. And most of you had, have said the same thing. You've said that while there are definitely benefits from the marijuana and they can make things better, unfortunately, it will oftentimes impede on many of the other symptoms that we uh, deal with. And in Mr. Joe's case, it appears to be psychosis, uh, hallucinations, whatever it may be. So it kind of coincides with the case studies that I looked into. What is the ultimate decision on Mr. Joe's part? I don't know. I don't know. I know this. I know I could sit here and say I want to sleep tonight, so I'm going to use marijuana again. At the same token, I could sit here and say tonight is WWE Monday Night Raw, which is a wrestling program for those of you who don't know, and there would be nothing better than Mr. Joe token it up, smoking a bowl, to prepare for Monday Night Raw so I can enjoy the programming better. Now that's, I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but that is something that used to come out of Mr. Joe's mouth and was oftentimes in my head. So which one is it? Which one is it? I know this. I know that no matter what, when I do utilize marijuana, even though it's been a week or so, I go overboard. I definitely go overboard. I definitely, in the back of my mind, I'm always saying, what is the amount that I need, or how many bowl hits, or what do I need to do to get myself as high as I possibly can be? I've said that before internally within my head. No doubt about it. So it's, it's, it's evidently clear to me that yeah, Mr. Joe could sit here and say that I utilize it for a sleeping aid, but without a doubt. Um, I also enjoy the feeling of being high, and I need to know what the hell I should do in terms of my usage. I think the answer should be relatively simple. If Mr. Joe is dealing with psychosis because of marijuana, well, I mean, I think it's safe to say that that's not a way that I'd like to live. Do I... Go ahead and now that the psychosis has stopped, do I go ahead and give it another shot and say to myself, well, you know, maybe last week was just a somewhat manic week for me that I didn't really realize, which produced the psychosis and, um, you know, start utilizing marijuana again for the purposes of sleep and see what happens in terms of my psychosis if it comes back. I don't know the answer. I really don't. I could say this, though. I mean, I, I started this podcast saying that I was in a relatively good mood. I'm not up. I'm not down. What I will say is that for the entire duration of this podcast, I've been a little bit lost, everybody. And this is a person who should not be burnt, <laughs> for lack of better terms. I haven't smoked marijuana, so there's no reason for me to be burnt. But I feel like I'm in la-la land. I do. I feel like I'm just not here. 
It's almost like that depersonalization disorder that I once dealt with where I don't want to say it's a complete out-of-body experience, but I'm definitely not here. I'm definitely finding it very difficult to find certain words to say, finding it very difficult to piece my thoughts and my mind together. As a matter of fact, had some difficulty even today at work doing certain tasks that involved myself speaking a lot. It's really true. I met a family today that had seen me last week, and the more I think about it, the more I realize that last week must have been some hypomania, because if I think about the way that I spoke and acted with these parents that I saw last week as compared to today, there is no doubt that they must have recognized a mood difference. Again, I'm not down, but I'm certainly not that hyper you know, crazy Mr. Joe that has no problem initiating and maintaining a conversation with anybody regarding any topic. Whereas today, in continuing the conversation that took place last week, I just had a very hard time even following my own thoughts. So nothing is ever going to be perfect. Nothing is ever going to be perfect. We are all, we're all, um, you know, suffering in one way or another, I find it very interesting also that the mom that I had met with um, indicated to me that she has a very difficult time taking care of her son with autism, and the reason why is because her moods fluctuate rapidly, and she suffers from schizoaffective disorder. And I don't hear a lot of people ever using that diagnosis other than myself. And what was Mr. Joe's response? Mr. Joe's response was, so do I. And I'm lucky that these parents, number one, like me. Number one, are grateful that I'm helping them out. Number two, um, I think they saw a side of Mr. Joe that indicated to them that I'm a well-educated man who um, is not going to do anything but guide them into the right direction, but... Man, I got to tell you guys, today, after I said that to the mom, I completely, immediately regretted it. As a matter of fact, um, the email that I read last week, um, the uh, individual reached out to me again, and it was funny because in her email we started talking, or she, she mentioned sharing and oversharing and one of my podcast episodes. And she used the words that any time she shares her diagnosis with anybody, she immediately regrets it. And I got to tell you guys, I do too. The more that I think about it, the more I regret telling anybody that I have bipolar disorder. Because it's like ammunition. You've now given them fuel. And let's face it, guys. People are going to use against you what they think they can use to hurt you. And today, after, and I don't anticipate these parents ever using it against me, but you know what? Why do I have to live like this? Meaning, why do I have to spend the rest of my day bent out of shape over the fact that I said something that I shouldn't have said and completely regret it? Because you know with bipolar disorder, it's not so easy for us 
to eliminate certain thoughts from our head. It's just not that easy. So it's very difficult even to get back to work after doing something like that because at least with Mr. Joe, what I start to do is I start to imagine all the different ways that that individual can use my diagnosis against me now. So what is the simple solution to something like this? Don't open your mouth. Don't tell anybody. And I know I've gone back and forth quite possibly about my feelings on this. And I have to say, it's, and again, it's a very touchy subject. Very touchy subject. I think that I've seen more harm than good occur when people expose their diagnosis. I really do. I think that I've seen more harm than good. Um, I regret telling anybody at my former place of employment. I really do. I regret it wholeheartedly. I wish nobody knew because I, I have to wonder and say to myself, to those who have no idea why I was fired, if they knew I had bipolar disorder, do they just go ahead and assume that life got the best of me, my mind got the best of me, my bipolar disorder got the best of me, and that's ultimately why I'm not there anymore? I don't know. I don't know. I'll say this. My paranoia was real bad that um, I reported on, I believe, last week, along with the psychosis, and thank goodness that has subsided as well. But I still, you know, guys, it's so interesting to me. And I don't know if any of you can relate to this, but I've gotten to a point in life and I wish I can move past this. And I wish I had some advice on how to help everybody out there move past it as well. And I'm going to work on it. But I've gotten to a point in my life where it doesn't matter what kind of a day I'm having. If I get a phone call and I don't recognize the number, not only does that stress me out, but as soon as that voicemail icon pops up, that stresses me out even more. And for some reason, before I listen to every message, no matter who it's from, no matter when I got it, I am always anticipating that it's going to be a voice message that is bad news. That never goes away. So the overall paranoia on a scale from 1 to 10 is no longer a 10, 10 being the worst. I'd say we're down to about a 2. But with that being said... I think forever and always, I'll always just be that individual who sees a number come up on his phone and is scared as hell in, in terms of what is going to be on that voicemail. Is that a bipolar thing? I don't know. Is it an anxiety thing? I, I don't know. I really don't know, and I don't know how to get over it. I mean, do we say to ourselves, it is what it is? I know it's such a common cliche term. But once the person has left the message, whatever they're trying to say, well, we really can't change what they've said, and we really can't change what our response should be to that particular person. So just let them leave a message. Stop worrying about listening to it immediately, which is something that I always force myself to do. Got to go listen to the message. Got to see what kind of bad news it is. I could wait. It could wait. How many times have we made phone calls and left messages and people make us wait for the answer? Quite a few times, I'm sure, in life. So what is the difference? Why can't we apply it to ourselves? We can't apply it to ourselves because we have bipolar disorder.
Now, in terms of the marijuana usage, I know I was not extremely detailed on the positives and the negatives, but more so because there is just not a lot of research out there, like I've said. So I don't have a clear answer as to what the benefits are or the dangers are. I don't have a clear answer as to what Mr. Joe anticipates he will do even as far as tonight or as, or as soon as tonight. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if, I, if I'm going to use marijuana to get myself to sleep. I just don't know. I don't have the answer. Today is a very confusing day for Mr. Joe unfortunately. And I don't have a lot of these days, guys. I don't have a lot of days where I'm um, trying to pull the words and figure out what exactly I need to say. I think this whole marijuana thing has got me more bent out of shape than it should. And I think primarily because I've gone for so long without it. And I was getting by. Everything was cool. Everything was fine. It's not like something changed overnight that, um, you know, made me want to reach for this marijuana. Clearly, I've been, I haven't been sleeping good for years. So again, was it an excuse? I, I really, I really don't know. I don't have the answers. And I, like I said, I don't know what I'll be doing. As always, I'm going to be honest with everybody. Um, interestingly enough, uh, just to shed some light on the concept of drug addiction and drug abuse. I know I've spoken about this before as well. Uh, Dreams. There are many times that I will have dreams of substance abuse, and I will tell you right now, last night I did. I had one of those dreams. I remember it like uh, like it just happened. And it was a strange dream. I was in a bathtub swallowing Oxycontin pills. I I, I don't remember much about it other than that, but I was certainly engaging in substance abuse. And I will say this, it made me sick to my stomach when I woke up, whereas marijuana (laughs) doesn't make me so sick to my stomach. I am so torn by this, guys. I really am. I want to do the right thing. And I think the right thing would have to be staying away from it. Or if I'm not going to stay away from it, this is going to be the one final test this week to see if my psychosis returns. And then if it does, we know that for a fact that this has to do with the marijuana usage. So that's that. Um, Other than that, I'd like you to reach out to me if you have any opinions, if you have any questions. I have skimmed through my emails over this weekend. I didn't get a chance to read everybody's, but I do have a lot of questions within my email. So I believe for the next podcast tomorrow, we'll, we will not be on. By the way, this every other day to the gym thing, it seems to really be working well for me. Really does. I think because it gives me something to look forward to each day. You know, when I don't go to the gym today, let's use that as an example. I'm podcasting today. I'm now looking forward to go tomorrow because I didn't overwork myself today. And then as I look forward to even Wednesday, I say to myself, wow, then I get a day off from the gym and I get to speak to my audience again. So that's kind of cool. Now, I've already lost my train of thought as to how I got myself on the gym. Ah, now I remember. We'll be back Wednesday. 
I believe that's what I was trying to say. And ultimately, I've skimmed through a number of emails over the weekend, have not really read them, and I apologize, but I do see a lot of questions in there. A lot of questions. A lot of questions about bipolar disorder and about uh, drug abuse and drug addiction. I saw quite a few emails in there about Suboxone, so we may have to revisit that as well. And as I've said a couple of times over the last few weeks, we are slowly approaching the 100th episode of Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. So I cannot thank everybody enough out there for supporting me, for listening, for reaching out to me, for always staying in contact, and for being the absolute best part of a family that I could ever imagine. Please reach out to me if you have any questions. It's MrJoeBP at Yahoo.com. And of course, you can always find me at Twitter. Uh, and that Twitter name is at MrBipolarJoe. So I figured I would end that off by saying that. And of course, saying this. If you are currently living with a mental illness and you're doing well, I ask that you continue to work hard. If you love or you care about somebody with a mental illness or a drug addiction, I ask that you continue to support that person in the very best way that you know how. And if you are struggling right now with a mental illness, I ask that you continue to fight, continue to battle, and most importantly, soldier on. Thank you so much for listening to Mr. Joe's Bipolar Podcast. I'll see you again Wednesday.